ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dynasty Junkies podcast. Oh man, it is episode 118 of the Dynasty Junkies. I'm very excited. I'm with my man, Rocky, tonight. Rocky, how are you tonight? How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, looking forward to tonight. Lo- love the guest we have on here tonight. Looking forward to talking to him. So let's get right into it. Yeah, and we, of course, with the guest tonight, we've got the one and only Daniel Dot from ESPN. How are you, Daniel? I'm I'm doing great. Pumped to be here. Excited to hang out. Watching a little bit of Thursday Night Football. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I'm certainly yeah. doing it. Yeah, so. no, we're all watching as we do this. And we do get some people that come through live and kind of pay attention to us instead of watching the second half because the last few games have been pretty, yeah, <laughs> uh, not smiley face. Let's put it that way. For the Amazon, yeah, frowny uh, face. That's kind of I think the, the, so, was it the last two games the winner scored 12 points, I think. So, well, yeah, last week was pretty good with Arizona. Well, that's right. I'm sorry, that was the two before that. The two before, before that was yeah, brutal. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so again, Daniel, we're really glad to have you today. I know you're with ESPN, you're doing a lot with uh, fantasy focus, obviously, with the whole new format and everything. I really love what you guys have done with yeah. that. I think it's such a good time. Uh, give us a quick rundown though. Like with dynasty, before we get into this too far, I know you guys tend to focus a lot more on redraft on that show, but it is a year round show. And I know you guys do bring up dynasty from time to time, but just so our listeners can get an idea too. What is your experience with dynasty and, and what do you think about it in comparison to redraft? Uh, I love it. It's, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's more fun. It's because, the aspect of redraft leagues has its own really fun element, right? That like you can't replicate within dynasty. And so um, they're fun for their own sort of their own things. But I love dynasty because of the fact that you're trying to build this franchise. It's almost like being, you know, you're taking over like the general manager of a team and it's trying to figure out, it's not just like, Hey, I got lucky this one, one year and a couple of my picks worked out. It's like, no, over the course of five or six years, I'm projecting and thinking and doing all these things that you're not doing. That's going to prove that I'm a better, you know, team manager and I can compile teams. Like I just, that part is fun. Like even if I'm bad at it, even if I'm not the best (laughs) dynasty player, I still think that part of the game is super fun. And I really love being able to do it. So we're in dynasty league. Um, I started my very first dynasty league with my family a long time ago, like a bunch of my cousins back in the day. Um, and we no longer do that anymore. Uh, but I'm in a, my main dynasty league is with Matthew Berry and Phil Yates, Mike Clay, a bunch of the people from uh, ESPN from, from Focus and the fantasy show. Just shows some nobodies. Yeah. Just a bunch of people in there. Yeah. <laughs> New, newcomers in the industry. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's been a ton of fun to be able to like have that as like a secondary outlet outside of our, you know, the regular redraft leagues we have or the guillotine leagues that we play in with each other. Because like we're all in a bunch of leagues, but it's all right. different kinds of formats because each yeah. format brings its own kind of fun and like, you know, special pizzazz to it. You know what I mean? 
Oh yeah, well, I mean, there's like Scott Fishbowl too, right? Everybody's in that, and then there's totally. the Eliminators that is John Bosch's mastermind devil creation of like negative <laughs> for targets, like just the, the the amount of different settings you can have. I think is just terrific. And and to kind of hit back to your original point, Dynasty, I think is is the most fun because it's like Madden franchise mode only in real life in a way. Yeah, like you get to kind of take over all the different little aspects and be like, man, if I was on that team, I would trade this. Wait, I can do that. Let's go make that trade. And you can have trades in March and, and June and like when things aren't happening in that non-point scoring season. So really appreciate you coming on. And I'm excited to talk to you tonight. we got a lot of things to cover. But before we get too far into that, we got to support the sponsors because they're supporting us. Uh, sponsorship, as always, support for the Dynasty Junkies is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. We've talked about these guys for weeks. Big fans of them. Uh, join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. And I'm sure every other podcast has the same exclusive offer because that's how they roll. <laughs> but it's 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code junkies at manscaped.com. And honestly, like I, I know everybody's heard of Manscaped. We've talked about it a bunch of times. I, you've got a nice solid beard, Daniel. I got to be honest. I, maybe you don't want to admit this, but do you do manscaping? Are you, are you bearded in the, the southern region? No, I'm like a seal below the belt. I'm a big man. <laughs> yeah, manscaping is where you got to do it, man. I'm telling you, the ladies love it and it's worth it. And these guys do it the best. So yeah, definitely. And use the code junkies. If you go to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. I definitely think it's worth it. Again, we've gotten some of their stuff. I can definitely testify it is worth it. It is good. And again, I know Rocky, you're a big fan of the uh, the weed whacker, right? The yes. nose trimmer. I've used that the this week. Trimmer, the, yeah. Crazy. So anyway, we're a big fan. So again, go to manscaped.com, 20% off with code junkies. So without further ado, let's get into our headlines for the week. And I want to make sure we use this because we have this. We were just talking about this. News and notes. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Brian Hart, for the drop. All right. So this week, we've got some crazy headlines. Injuries abound. And in Dynasty, obviously, and, injuries and hurt. And trades. And trades, too. Yeah, but that's true, actually. And that's weird in the NFL. But there's just been a ton of news this week. Let's kind of get to it. Brees Hall, ACL, out for the season. That's terrible. Nobody wants that. Rookie running back, being a stud, and just doing a great job. Ouch. Really hurts his dynasty value. We're going to get into that in a rookie redraft. But, Daniel, I guess, what, what are your thoughts quickly on the Brees Hall, ACL? Is that a, you know, where, does that knock his value for dynasty? <clears throat> Obviously, it has to, right? Um, it might knock it for me a little bit, but I still feel like, I don't know. This is one of those things where ACLs is tough because everybody's different and I'm not really sure how yeah. you decide, you know, the way his body is going to respond versus someone else's body from that standpoint. A lot of that would be based on faith and, and some of what you've seen and some of what we saw from Brees Hall was pretty stinking good, you know, yeah. from that standpoint. So at least you have some faith because it's not like, oh no, we heard about how good this kid was supposed to be but then he got hurt. So we were never able to see it. Like you were definitely able to see it. So I don't know how much it's going to move him down. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe that's like a little bit of a tease to something that we're doing later on. In the yeah, show. that's oh. right. Wait, wait, well, like you've done this before, Daniel. Oh, yeah, sorry. But yeah. That's okay. No, you're, that's perfect. Right there, you, yeah. Rocky? It's a pro move. Um, yeah. It doesn't knock it down much for me as we will see later. Uh, it, yeah. I just like, like Daniel said, we, we've seen how good he is. he, you know, rookie running backs, you always see kind of the thing where they don't like to give them the reins right away for the most part, uh, you know, unless it's like Saquon draft in the top five or something like that. But uh, but he, he managed to kind of pull that, you know, lead role very, very quickly and, uh, you know, move ahead of Michael Carter. They basically, you know, gave Carter some decent snaps like the first game or two, and then it was Brees with a little Carter sprinkled in. So, yeah. I, I, I like he said. I mean, you get to see a response to the ACL. I don't think I, I, 
from what I've heard that it's kind of that massive ACL, PCL, all this other kind of stuff right. going on, kind of like what we saw with Dobbins. So I, I'm kind of ho- hoping that, you know, it, it is one of the more on the uh, leaner side of recovery, kind of more the, you know, six to nine month range. And, and before, even before next season, he'll be good to go. And in that case, it, it doesn't do that much for me in terms of knocking his value down. I, I mean, I think, uh, I think we've gotten trades in the junkies league for him or at least one and, and it was it was a low ball offer i believe yep. and yeah we turned it down even though we're contenders we're like we're undefeated we're, in that league yeah. and we're just like no it, it's pretty soft so yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm right up board with daniel yeah i'm not abandoning shit but obviously the the jets felt like they had to make some moves you know they, they didn't get a low ball offer for Brees hall but they traded for james <laughs> robinson and i think they actually sent what was it a six round pick like that's not i mean it's not much in all in all honesty and they get a, a solid running back in James Robinson who clearly wasn't being used on the Jags. It didn't look like they really wanted to bother with him. And now, I mean, again, you mentioned Michael Carter, but uh, it, Michael Carter, James Robinson, I guess, Daniel, which one of the two would you prefer for, both for this season and in dynasty? Do you think both of them are still worth holding in dynasty? Yeah, I think I would prefer Michael Carter still from that standpoint. I think this year he's going to have more value. I, like I don't dislike James Robinson, um, but I do think that Michael Carter is a slightly better player uh from that yeah. standpoint i like his pass catching ability i like the way that they're going to utilize him within this offense and you know as much as we love james robinson i love james robinson's story probably more than i love james robinson's like actual fantasy production <laughs> if i'm just going to make it about numbers and i hate to yeah. do that because right? fantasy is yeah. an emotional game and we don't want to do that but if i had to that's probably where i would be on things so i don't know i still think michael carter understanding like there's a cap in that value because of the Brees hall you know Brees hall still being there but this at least from him, like I, I like him not just this week, but you know, rest of this season. And I still think that from that standpoint, I like him more than James Robinson in Dynasty. And Same just, with you, Rocky. I just gotta keep agreeing with Daniel. Even though I'm yeah. a big James Robinson guy, uh a lot of his value has come from volume. And I don't think he's gonna get that volume with the Jets. Uh, I mean they're they're not giving Zach Wilson a ton of volume, so so that should help. But I, I do, you know. Carter Carter's a decent running back on his own, and he's definitely the better pass catcher. And, and in fantasy, that's the matter. Virtually every league now is PPR. So uh, in PPR, I I won Carter over Robinson. Not not that Robinson's even a bad pass catcher. He's shown some chops there, but I, they've they're going to use Carter in that role. So uh, I want to say this: you said virtually every league is PPR. I want to start a movement to make it where, like, when people send in Twitter questions and they're like, hmm. "The standard league." Like standard leagues are PPR. PPR, yes. That's That's what standard league means. Well, I've started doing that. And anything I put up, I usually put PPR or non PPR. Exactly. It's non PPR. Or if you're going to say standard, it should be standard and non PPR. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm with you. Everything about it is normal, except this one thing where we don't give points for receptions. The thing (laughs) is the darnest thing. Um, And I think you guys are both hitting the nail on the head. For me, I I kind of, I'm not saying I'm avoiding both, but it's going to be a 1A, 1B. And I think it's all speculation right now. We have no idea how this is going to shake out uh this could be one of the situations where michael carter goes off for three touchdowns this week and everything changes and we you know oh my goodness james robinson is nothing or james robinson goes off for three touchdowns and we go oh my god michael carter like we don't know we're literally just picking things out of the air and trying to guess so i'm excited for both of them i do think both of them kind of see a value bump from this just because of the optimism right the the hopium out there everybody's like man this is my this is the guy um, but I guess we just I want to see how it plays out. Right. It's just there's too much up there. And then New York, obviously not just the only team in New York making a trade. We've got the Jet or Giants, sorry, Giants sending away Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs for a third and a sixth conditional picks. I, I, 
this one threw me off. I was like, man, I thought I thought Kadarius Tony was going to be there a while. I thought he was their guy, and then nope. Uh, so Rocky, I'll kick it to you first. As a, uh, as, a as an Eagles fan, I, I'm guessing you're happy about this trade because it's it's one less weapon on the field. But were you even worried about Tony? No. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Uh, from a real football perspective, I don't really care. To, uh, that's right. the thing. Can Tony get on the field? That's been the story since he came into the league at this point. Yep. And even if he does with the Chiefs, I mean, we've seen how that works. It's, it's Kelsey and then everybody else pretty much. So he'll, he'll probably have a boom game here or there if he can stay healthy the second half of the year. But I, I'm, it's not someone I'm interested in acquiring in Dynasty. I, I actually like it probably even less with the Chiefs. I get that he's on a better offense and with a better quarterback, but but they've never, you know, uh, you know, other than Tyreek, they've never shown a propensity to, to feature any wide receiver. Uh, so and when yeah. Tyreek's even when Tyreek's been out, like the when he was out for like half a year, a couple years ago, there was no guy that stepped up and, and was Mahomes' guy. Then it was just Kelsey, and and I'll throw it to Demarcus Robinson here, and I'll throw it to Miko Harpin there. So, yep. so yeah, I, I this doesn't do much for me at all. I guess it gives a little hope to anyone who already has them, but I would, if you can get any bump from this at all, I'd be selling them. Yeah, I agree. Daniel, on the same page as usual with Rocky, or you got a different opinion? Here? <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm actually with Rocky. I'm, I think if you roster Kadarius Tony, this just gives you a little bit of a bump as to like something else to hold on to, but yep. really nothing else. So you're not like reaching out for him for any reason. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going out and trying to acquire Tony, that's for sure. I think this might hurt Sky Moore, and it maybe says more about Sky Moore and the Chiefs not being their guy and all there's some maybe some negative with that and all that. And we'll see how, again, we'll see how this all shakes out. But I think that's interesting that we saw these two big trades out in New York, uh, which again, I mean, I would consider them big trades for the NFL. These kind of things just don't happen. And we are coming up on the trade deadline, but again, that, that was a, those are some interesting news pieces on the injury front. Again, that we got JK Dobbins officially going to IR, obviously not playing in tonight's game, uh, firing up the Gus bus. Let's get running. Right. Well, he's got four carries for 18 yards in the first half and is kind of a snooze fest. He's not, a hundred percent maybe. And they're kind of leaning on him a little bit, but I mean, Dobbins again for, for, I don't know, for dynasty, does that really change your value much, Daniel? Do you still think he's the guy next year, I guess, in dynasty? Are you still holding him? I held on to him this year in a keeper league, not a dynasty league, but in a keeper league that I do where we got to keep four keepers based on the salary and everything. It worked out where I felt like Dobbins was good value for me to be able to do that. I won't do that again next year. probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like from that standpoint, the way that the Ravens utilize running backs, still the idea that J.K. Dobbins, even when healthy, like there's so many guys here in this backfield, we haven't seen just one guy be the guy in a couple of years. Yeah. So even even with him being healthy, I was uh, you know hoping, even though Stefania Bell was very uh, adamant coming in, she had some trepidation on J.K. Dobbins. Like I was hoping young kid returning, maybe the right you know right situations play out, and it just doesn't feel that way. So. Probably not a guy that I am looking at from that standpoint next year. I would, you know, hopefully things turn around. Always wish the best for the player, but not for the game. Well, on the other end of that, I guess, are you excited for Gus, Rocky? Do you think that Gus is going to be the guy? Are you leaning on him or are you not excited at all? Uh, I mean, you mentioned tonight wasn't too great. He did score two touchdowns last week. So uh, he's he's going to be, you know, when Lamar is not running it in, he's going to be the goal line guy until Dobbins is back. But, uh, I mean, if you can get him for like a third, I'd be cool with cool with that. But I don't think a lot of people are necessarily going to sell him for a third. Nope. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Dobbins isn't out for the year or anything. So I, right. I, I don't really. I think it'll be he'll be a nice little fill in if you already have him. But but that's about it. I, I 
it's basically what you're hoping for is touchdowns because I don't think he's gonna you know put up some big yardage games or or, or get many catches. Gotcha. All right, now we'll kind of run through the next few of these kind of in a batch and get to our, our midseason rookie redraft. We want to keep it moving, but obviously the other big news that kind of came out today was Jamar Chase uh, with a hip injury. My Jamar Chase, my Uno on the Bengals, <laughs> out four to six weeks. Obviously, that's not ideal. That's not what we're looking for here. Uh, Mike Williams obviously is out too. Daniel Bellinger is out with an eye injury. Just a couple of others. That, I mean, again, there's so many we don't have time to go through them all. But I mean, just the Jamar Chase one I think is going to be the most affected in, in fantasy. He's obviously if not the number one, maybe the, the number two overall dynasty uh, player in one QB. And even in some super flex leagues, I saw him going that early. Um, but I guess just real quick, Daniel, any of these other injuries that are you know moving the needle for you in dynasty, or is it just kind of normal running run of the mill football? It's just how it goes. Yeah. I think from a dynasty perspective, there's nothing that changes the long-term outspect of anybody uh, prospects of anybody that I've been thinking about. Um, at least not like recently, I'd have to think maybe a little bit harder on it, but I feel like most of the injuries that I'm thinking about are more season long, yeah. you know, impact than dynasty impact. Yeah, these are going to be a couple players in and out here and there. And, and our, our friend of the show in uh, dynasty of junkies too, Jesse shot have Boyd and Scott fishbowl. So happy. I took him. Oof. I'm with you, Jesse. I got, I got a really nice Bengals stack now. Cause I've got burrow Boyd Higgins and McPherson and Scott fishbowl. It's been doing pretty well already, but now, I mean, the next four to six weeks could be stellar, but Rocky, I, just before we move on, any of these other injuries you yeah. want to bring up or mention? No, and Jesse took the one point I was going to make. It's just that yeah. this this is nice for Boyd. I mean, we've seen him have um, a couple of really nice games in the first half of the season with uh, all three guys there. So uh, you would expect his volume to increase, uh, and they've been passing the ball more anyway. So uh, he's another guy. Like I would, I might even be willing to give a, a late second for just for these next four to six weeks because I think he's going to be really nice uh, flex play for you. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see where his value kind of settles. And it kind of depends, too, on if the if the Bengals put Chase on IR or not. I think that'll make a big difference because there's there's some you know speculation that they may not and that they may only give him you know two or three weeks and try to get him back. But if he goes on IR, that's going to be a tricky one. So kind of wait and see what goes on there. But let's get into the meat of this. I know this could take a little bit of time, and we want to make sure we keep this moving. But obviously tonight we want to do a midseason rookie redraft. It's always good to look back halfway through the season and say, all right, where are we with this? Are these rookies who we thought they were? Is there – were there decisions and were there choices made that may have been incorrect? Uh, <laughs> yes, there were definitely some, but I think some of them were still accurate. We're going to go in kind of a, a quick little uh, snake draft for the three of us. And we're going to start with Rocky at the 101. I gave you the 101, figuring I still think I know who this is going to be. We are going to count this as super flex tight end premium. So I, I think not Rocky, that it go affects ahead. Who's that much. In, uh, well, I don't in think so years, either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ironically, this is one of the few years it did. It but does, who's your yeah. 101, Rocky? Who are you taking? Uh, as I alluded to earlier, it's still Brees for me. Yep. And if you're someone who's like, like if you were actually somehow doing a midseason rookie redraft and you had earned the 101 and you were a bad team, Brees getting Brees without his points might even be a good thing. So um, you can you can get another good pick next year, add Brees and uh, you know maybe Bijan Robinson or something, and and really start killing it. So, but I, I kind of said it all earlier. I, I think he's probably back by the beginning of next season. We've already seen what he can be. He, he's living up to what we expected um, before he, before the injury. So it doesn't. And again, there's not anyone that's one on one. Isaiah Spiller yeah, in the chat. Not, not um, no, no taker. No. <laughs> there's uh, there's not really anyone that's stepped up uh, big time. F, you know that went after Brees in rookie drafts. That it's like, oh, I got to take that guy. So for me, it's still Brees Hall. 
I totally agree. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot of discussion. I think Brees Hall, even with the season-ending injury, is just such a stud. Already showed it. It's not speculation. We know what he can do. So, Daniel, you're up next at the 102. Who you got? So, I think for me, I'm going to stick with the running back position here, actually. And part of it's because I've got a crush on a man named Kenneth Walker Mm -hmm. III. Watching him out of Michigan State, the way that he just dominated on the ground out of there. And we were wondering, coming out, right, of college – What's he going to look like in this backfield? Unfortunately, for Rashad Penny, gets hurt a couple of weeks into the season, and he looks like the real deal. I mean, Ken Walker, from everything that you look at the last three weeks, 14.8, 19.0, 28.7 fantasy points. That's full point PPR. Um, but he has been absolutely dominant on the ground. The Seahawks are utilizing him a ton. He's also, like... He is a smaller physical guy, but he still has a really great 40 time. He was under, he ran a 4-3-40 from that standpoint. So he can move. I don't know, that that long touchdown that he had last week, I forget how long it was, but I think he hit just over 22 miles per hour yeah. on next-gen stats on that. So, like, dude can burn everything about him within this offense and DK and what it can be. Like, I really like Kenneth Walker now that he's got that opportunity that we were wondering, how is it yes. going to break during the season? And he's pretty good at breaking tackles for his size, too. Yes, he is. Yes, he he ain't bad. He ain't bad. I think that's a solid pick. And again, it's the same logic. We've seen it now. We we know what it is. It's not speculation anymore. Right. right, I'm up next to the back to back at the three and the four. And I mean, I I feel like I don't want to I don't want to break the train here. And I think I'm going to because I got two in a row anyway. I'm going to go with Damian Pierce. I feel like he was undrafted. You know, everybody's kind of thinking he's the next guy. Yes, I know he has low draft capital, but that team kind of needs him right now. There's really nobody else in the Texans that I'm, I'm really worried about. And for fantasy, there aren't a whole lot of options outside of Brandon Cooks and maybe Davis Mills and Superflex. But honestly, Pierce is, is the real deal so far. And I feel like in terms of value, I always draft for value and trade for need. I think value right now, Pierce is probably ahead of all the rookie receivers, even though there could be some argument. And I just, I don't know, I feel like it's the solid option is sticking with the running backs here. And again, he's just, he's shown me, he's, he's done it. It's not speculation. And then on the four, I'll kind of go two in a row here. I'm, I am going to go with Drake London still. Drake London was my number one coming into this and, and kind of figuring, like, I think he could be the guy. And I know there is some hesitation because, man, he has not looked great this year, but neither have the Falcons in general. Uh, I do think there are some other players that could definitely jump him. But for me, I still go with talent. I still go with the long-term play in Dynasty, and I still go with Drake London at the four. Daniel, how crazy am I going Pierce and Drake here? Does that make no sense to you? I love Damian Pierce. I'm totally with you on that one. Um, and here's the thing, like dude's getting capital V volume, right? Yeah. Like that's the thing. And and we're not sure. You never know like year to year how the team is going to change and what this is going to look like. The Texans may trade Brandon Cooks and who knows what this Texans look like in literally, you know, 72 hours. So, yeah. um, so that being said, I think he looks fantastic and he didn't get a ton of usage. He's fairly fresh from a like, that's body true. perspective, you know, when he, when you look at his collegiate career. So it's hard to be able to argue with that based on how he's looked here now that he's finally the guy. Drake London is puzzling, and I don't want to yeah. be the only one to talk a ton. Um, so, Rocky, I'm going to let you talk as well. I just <laughs> do want to say this. I think it is really frustrating to me, uh, and I said this both to Field and Mike over the last two days on, on Focus. I can't – I cannot uh, think of another time where I have either ranked a player or will ever rank a player – who is having a 30% target share outside of the top 40 at the yeah, wide 30, receiver position. 30% target share of like, you know, 18 attempts doesn't, doesn't do that much for it, you. It's nothing, <laughs> right? Right. It's yeah. like, 
the numbers never lie, but sometimes they like they don't make you feel good. Like that's the thing too. <laughs> yeah, as Mr. Scampers in the chat says, Arthur Smith is a poopy face. So uh, <laughs> technical analysis on that one. That's right. Yeah. Thank you, Scampers. What about you, Rocky? Are you on that same page with Drake? Uh, I I kind of am. I don't. I still don't know if I'd have him as my one. I, I definitely. I I wasn't as high as a lot of people were on. Why why would receiver one? I'm saying as as Drake, I wasn't as high on Drake London as a lot of people were coming in. I I. Uh, you know, had the whole the whole separation narrative that I, I kind of bought into. Oh yeah, and, and just from watching him. But I've definitely kind of said I've taken the L on that, and I I do think he's going to be good when they have a real coach and a real quarterback. So uh, hopefully That's that not happens this year. soon as now. It's not this year. <laughs> so hopefully it happens as soon as next year. I actually have a little more of an issue with Pierce. Just I know he's looked good, yeah. um, and he's done it on a bad team, which is impressive too. But mm-hmm. I just think I, I'm still I got to I think I got to see some more just because I am. And uh, Daniel even uh, kind of referenced it. I, I want to see if he can maintain this volume and hold up because he's mm-hmm. he's not done that in the past. It's it's a good thing in the sense that he's fresh and he's not had a lot of mileage. But I want to see him over a full season. Can he handle that? Like, or, you know, it, it could be two weeks from now we see, you know, a, you know, a hamstring injury or, or, or something else because he's. He's not used to getting this much work, so uh, I'd probably have him a little lower. But but I I don't think either one is a crazy pick. Okay, well then, Daniel, you're up next at the fifth overall. To kind of recap the first four, we had Brees, Ken, Damian Pierce, Drake London. Who do you got at five? Chris Olave is the man yeah. for me here. I like. I think it's been pretty fantastic watching Chris Olave be the guy and. One of the things that I really love about him, other than the fact that he has an unbelievable, like his A dot is crazy. His air yards like per target is just like everything about what he does is, is fantastic. Right. Big play waiting to happen. But I love more than anything, the way that he has been quarterback agnostic and especially as a rookie Mm. switching from the main quarterback that someone plays with to here's another guy and having him still come in as a rookie and be a fantasy reliable and consistent player. You're already struggling with consistency from rookie wide receivers in their first year as it is with their main quarterback, let alone someone coming in as the backup. And so I love being able to see that because they're still targeting them the way that they're finding them. uh, Excuse me. uh, From that standpoint, I really like, I don't know. And he's getting, he still 25 or what is he? 26% target share. Yeah. 26% target share. So like, you know, without Michael Thomas and without Jarvis Landry, he has proven to be a guy that they love to use. And it's just not going to change going forward the rest of the season. Not at all. And they said he was pro ready coming in and he's proven that. Yeah. So yeah. I he, love, I love a love it. He's the guy I actually would have taken at three. Uh, so I was, I thought you guys were going to let him slip to me at six. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he got off to, you know, as a, you know, as a rookie, he got mm-hmm. off to an okay ish start. And then since then he hasn't had, less than 15.4 PPR points in his last four games. So uh, he's just like Daniel said, been super consistent and uh, he's, he's been easily the wide receiver one among rookies so far. And there's a wide receiver two just overall. So yeah, to me, it's Chris Olave would have been the, been the third guy off my board. Who do you got next then at six? Since that one got sniped from you, so to speak, he fell all the way to five, but who do you got at six? And it's kind of a a tear break after me, uh, after here for me too. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it would be Garrett Wilson for me. Uh, I, you know, from a dynasty standpoint, I think he's still going to be a standout here. We saw, we saw the one game uh, that he had with Flacco uh, and, 
I have my doubts that he's going to ever be able to do much this year with Zach Wilson. I still have my fingers crossed that Zach Wilson does not make it through his rookie contract. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a Zach Wilson fan, Daniel. Um, I can tell. <laughs> I, I wasn't coming in, and he's done nothing to change my mind. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the only thing that's holding him back is is the quarterback. I, I just think he's got all the talent in the world. He showed it in college. Uh, he was a great prospect coming in. He's flashed a little bit, and uh, again, he needs—he just needs a better situation, and I think he will get one, uh, hopefully, within the next year or so. <laughs> All right. Well, who do you got? Now? You're going back to back here. Who do you got? At oh, that's right. We're doing stink. So I would go. My next one. It's a toss up between two guys, but one has already showed me something. I, I hate docking a guy for injury, so yeah. I, I'm not going to mention his name. But that—that that was my other guy. Uh, but the one that, that I am going to go with is George Pickens because he's another go. guy that's flashed mm. and, and in a very poor situation with Mitchell Trubisky yeah. and uh, Kenny Pickett hasn't looked great to start off his career. And he still managed to put up uh, a couple games here that, that were very useful for fantasy uh, with with two other, you know, re- decent receiver. You know, Claypool's OK. And I, I love Deontay. So he's still managing to make his mark. And and, and I don't think any of us can forget that uh, catch uh, a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, uh, so he's got all the talent in the world. A lot of people said he could have been the wide receiver one, if not for the injuries in this class. So uh, he's my pick here. I think that's smart. Olave and Wilson are definitely in the conversation for the, the best receiver. Olave was the guy I really wanted over London, but I was like, I just can't. I just think London has the better talent. So I totally get that. But, and then, I mean, sorry, Wilson and Pickens, obviously your two picks here. Like, I don't mind either of those. I think those are both terrific picks. And Daniel, we're back to you yeah. at the 108, I guess. Who do you got left? Who, who's next? I feel like you guys did this on purpose, right? You let me have the Michigan State kid, which was really nice of you, being that I'm a Michigan guy. Now you're going to let me take Jameson Williams from that standpoint. Like, I I realize the guy hasn't been on the field, but, like, uh, like he's so good, right? We we watched all the things that he potentially can be in college. And, yes, there's a fair amount of unknown, and we are talking about an ACL injury. So, like, you understand all the things that come along with that. But I think understanding what this Lions offense can potentially be and some of the explosiveness, although we've watched it struggle and sputter here the last couple of weeks, I think the ability for him, you know, DJ Chark has not been that guy to unlock or take the top off the defense, right? It, it just hasn't happened. So I think from a still long-term play, Jamison Williams, I think, is the guy because no one else has really, like, come up and just established themselves ahead yeah. of the unknown that can be how good this kid can be. Yeah, and I think it's kind of a, it's an interesting argument, too. Like, London not doing much this year. I mean, obviously getting target share, like you said, but not putting up points. Would it have been better to have been on the bench like Williams and not show the negative, right? I mean, Drake London had all the all the positives and the upsides coming in, and now we see the floor. With Williams, we haven't seen the floor. It's still hope. It's still optimism. Yeah. It's still upside. So that's an interesting angle there. Yeah. And I think, too, just to kind of keep this moving, I'll, I'll kind of pivot into my next two. I'm surprised, but not surprised, but I'm going with Kenny Pickett here. I mean, honestly, it's super flex and a super yeah. flex draft. I don't think we can really, ma- I mean, he, he got the quarterback starting job earlier than a lot of people thought. There were some people that were like, oh, are they going to start him this year? Is it going to be Trubisky? But in super flex, in rookie drafts, I love taking quarterbacks because their value tends to be higher. And I think right now I could probably trade Jameson Williams and get Kenny Pickett I'd have to add James, add to Jameson Williams to get Kenny Pickett. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't just trade him straight up. I think everybody's going to want more because the quarterback is so valuable. And honestly, the quarterback play in the NFL has just been brutal for fantasy. We've seen some really, really, you know, Brady, for instance, and, and Aaron Rodgers and mm-hmm. Matt Ryan getting benched. And just like there's so many bad quarterbacks. I mean, 
Marcus Mariota is a starting quarterback in the NFL. Like that's where we are. You know what I mean? Like that's how bad it is. So give me Kenny Pickett here. I think that's, that's far enough for him to fall. I'm fine with that. And then at 110, I'm kind of surprised again here, but not really. But Brian Robinson, I got to be honest, the kid got ah. shot and is a beast. I still think he's going to be the guy for Washington. And I, Daniel, I can see on your face, you were hoping he would fall to you. So why don't you talk about Brian Robinson? Well, it's, well, it's just like they love him. They've yeah. made that so unbelievably clear. I mean, the fact that they drafted him in the third round, like whether I agree with it or not, and I'm not saying I don't, but like Ron Rivera, just like, it's like, who is Antonio Gibson? Like he literally right. doesn't, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't make a difference what he's done for this team. It doesn't make a difference. All the things that he brings to the table. They want J.D. McKissick to be the pass catching guy. They brought in Brian Robinson and they want him to be the guy that's like plays between the tackles on first and second down. And like Antonio Gibson, I guess, plays this hybrid role, but they want to, as soon as they had a chance to bring him back after getting shot, he yeah. immediately came in and had a bigger role than Antonio Gibson. Yeah. Like what else are we supposed to take away from that? Yeah, he's the stud. He's the guy we wanted. And Rocky, I'll kind of give it to you real quick here. What are your thoughts on those two, Pickett and Robinson at 9 and 10? Yeah, I I mentioned Pickett earlier. I, I think you kind of almost have to take Pickett because he's a starting quarterback there and it's a super flex draft we're doing. But I don't like Pickett. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, his, okay. and, it, and his tiny hands. Uh, I, I, I mean, I thought he was okay coming out. He, and he's a rookie, so I can't hold his first couple games against him too much. I just... I'm not sure how well he's going to do long-term. And I, I, again, he's probably going to hold a job for a while because he was the 20th overall pick, but yep. I, I just, I don't know the talents there. So I, but again, I probably would have picked him at nine or 10 too. So I, I can't fault you for that. Robinson. We'll see. I, I agree with everything Daniel said about how they love him. I'm just not mm-hmm. as sold on the, the talent and uh, you know, I, I still, I mean, I, everyone forgets that Antonio Gibson was like an RB one essentially yeah. for the last two years, and including, including Rivera. Ron Rivera. Yeah, yes. Rivera's like I forgot <laughs> yes. all about that. Yeah, but yeah. So I still don't think we've heard the last of Antonio Gibson. So I, I think it's yeah. going to be a lot of a split. I, I probably would have waited a little longer on Robinson, but uh, I'll let Daniel make his pick now. Yeah, Daniel, go ahead at eleven then, and we'll let Rocky wrap up the first round here. So I think for me at 11, I'm going to go with Brian Robinson's teammate, and that's Jahan Dotson. There you go. And it's a little bit tough because he hasn't really gotten a ton of volume, right? Like he's made his plays by getting in the end zone, and it's really tough to be able to bank on touchdowns. You know, when you're talking about fantasy points from that perspective, Mm -hmm. that's where so much of his his, um, scoring has come from this year. However, the guy is a big playability. You watch him from that standpoint. I think you you also know that within this offense – Curtis Samuel, as much as we really like her, or I, as much as I like Curtis Samuel, hasn't been able to stay healthy throughout his career. He has a very low um, average depth of target. Like they want to utilize him towards the line of scrimmage quite a bit more. That's not where Jahan Dotson is used. And so for me, if I'm just looking long term at what it is that he could potentially be, we've watched him make some big plays here. And I like, you know, the potential that he has, especially if he develops into the number two guy within this offense with somebody that isn't currently on the roster under quarterback in near recent future seasons. No, that makes total sense. Rocky, you with him on that, on that Dotson love? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about love Dotson like, but, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. Dot, but yeah, I mean, he, yeah. And, and as, as he was saying, you know, he's already shown some, he's been a red zone threat for them actually um, in terms of uh, getting some touchdowns here. So uh, he would have definitely been in this first round here. 
uh, for me at right around where he was picked. I have one guy that I'm going to pick that I still think I'd put ahead of him, uh, which is Traylon Burks. There he Again, is. I'm okay. not going to hold injury against the guy. And he was actually, he, they were not, he wasn't getting enough routes uh, earlier in the season, which is a problem. Yes. I'm Go sorry. Ahead. Isn't, isn't that just how the Tennessee Titans treat their wide receivers though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I> guess, uh, <laughs> but, but he was performing well on a per route basis. And I, I still think uh, I love the talent of him coming out. He was actually my wide receiver too, after Wilson uh, coming into the rookie drafts this year. So I, I still believe in the talent. I still, he did, like I said, he did not do much for fantasy at all, even when he was healthy. But uh, like I said, on the snaps he got, he was performing fairly well um, in terms of like, uh, you know, fantasy point or yards, I think, per out run and things like that. So uh, I think he definitely still needs to be in the first round. So I, I would take him here at 112. No, it makes total sense. And I think Traylon Burks was the one I was, I was going to, I was curious if he was going to still be in the first round, but <laughs> Looking at DLF ADP from May, which is the last rookie draft ADP that they have, there are some names missing, of course, if we go with our top 12. But real quick, let's run through all 12 real quick. we got Brees Hall, Ken Walker, Damian Pierce, uh, Drake London at four, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. At seven, George Pickens, Jameson Williams, Kenny Pickett, first quarterback, only quarterback. At 10, Brian Robinson, Jahan Dotson, and Traylon Burks finishing up the 12. But then there, there are some names missing, like Christian Watson, Sky Moore, James Cook. What, where did James Cook go? I right? called that from the beginning. Oh, I'm just going to say it here. But like, those guys <laughs> have, had, have had really rough years. And, I mean, Damian Pierce was was 16 overall, so that, obviously that's high. But then Isaiah Spiller, where'd he go? David Bell, John Mechie, who got hurt, obviously. There, there's a whole bunch of other names in there. But I think this is a pretty good shakeup. I think this is pretty good overall with where we are. There are some little things here and there that obviously we'd all have different opinions on. But for the most part, the rookies this year, looking back, I don't think we missed too badly. I think there were a couple of misses, but that happens all the time. For the most part, having nine of the top 12 still in the top 12, I think we did all right this time, everybody. Good job. Yes, Dana. I will say this really quickly. One of the guys that I was hoping was going to turn into something more was Tyler Algier. Yes. And it's and it's a little frustrating because actually everything has literally broken right for Tyler yes. Algier to get all the things that we wanted, right? But it's just kind of a, a low efficient kind of like yeah. the low efficiency kind of offense. There's just not a whole lot of this so like Smith, unless he gets right? in the end zone, right? Like it's so <laughs> tough. But yeah. no Cordero Patterson. He gets like all of this volume. And so that was uh, one guy that I was trying to think about. Do we like, is there any way to be able to like say I would want to move him up? And it's like he's getting so much volume and doing so little with it. Unfortunately, it's tough to, to have him much well, higher, but still someone that I think about. For what, sure. Yeah. It's like the stars align, but it's a cloudy night. You know what I mean? Like, man, that's like, a what great a, way to start it. Like, we, <laughs> the stars are right, but I can't see anything. There's just nothing there. So, any yeah. final thoughts on this one, Rocky, before we move I on? was just going to say one guy that I would not put in this first round, but I just wanted to mention him because he's been, uh, I, I kind of like what I've seen from him as Alec Pierce with the Colts. He's, yes. He's, he's had some yeah. nice games and he's been a, a good little weapon for them. And, and I, I, I liked him some coming out. He was more of a late second rounder. I, I would, I would have him very early in the second, if we were going to do a second round. So I just wanted to throw his name out. The only other name I would even mention here was Romeo dubs was obviously somebody that was kind of flashed really early in the season, but has cooled yep. off again. And I don't think he belongs in the first, but they do think he belongs in the second. And he went in the third and fourth round in some of my rookie drafts. So there, there are some definite risers still, but just not quite to the first round level there. So, I think that was interesting. So I think that was very helpful. Hopefully you guys had some fun listening to that. We're going to move on here because I know, Daniel, we got to get you out of here for some of your meetings with the higher ups and such. But let's move on to our last segment of the night. Find me a trade. Find me a trade. 
had to play it twice. It's so nice. Awesome. <laughs> so we're going to do find me a trade. This one is submitted by Steve K. I'm not going to pull up the roster. I'm just kind of reading through it here. But uh, the league is the High Def Dynasty League. And his team is Shut Up Fool, which is an 18-themed league or team, which is just terrific. The, the picture is just staring me in the face. It's a 14-team, 1QB, PPR, 1.5 or 0.5 extra tight end premium with Devi League, with Devi spots. It is only start seven. For a 14-team, start seven is pretty light. And again, it is 1QB too. So quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end. And then a running back receiver, a receiver tight end, and then a full flex. 26 roster spots, two IR spots. He mentioned he submitted this team about a month ago. He said in the in the submission that he was contending but not a top three. Unfortunately, he is currently two and five. I don't believe he is actually game. contending. No. I will quickly run like talk about the roster. He's got Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, uh, AJ Dillon, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Gibson, Ramondre Stevenson. So some good names there. Uh, receiver, he's got Jalen Waddle, George Pickens, who we mentioned, Romeo Dubs, Jahan Dotson, like lots of rookies. Uh, tight end, again, Jelani Woods, Evan Ingram, Alberto, you know, some of that stuff. But Devies, he's got Will Shipley, Raheem Jarrett, Tank Bigsby. So he's got some guys coming up to fill in. And Daniel, I'll let you go first on your trade. And if you found one, I guess, or would you like us to start with some of these and kind of you can talk into there? No, why don't you guys start and then I'm going to sort of fill in the blanks as I get here I love because it. I feel like watching the pros at work really sets the groundwork <laughs> for me. You know what I mean? Where Are they coming in? They're pros? Where are the pros? No, anyway, hey, I will, Come on. I'll, I'll do mine first because it's about Antonio Gibson. I, just, I was thinking, let's keep it simple. Like I would, if I'm this team, I'm probably pivoting to a rebuild going two and five. And there are some really dominant teams in league. I was like, I probably want to move off of someone if I can and then get someone who I think has higher upside. So Mine was sending Antonio Gibson to the hangover for Elijah Moore. Now, Elijah Moore has a ton of question marks about him right now. Everybody's like, is they're talking about, are they going to trade him and all this? So I feel like this is the kind of trade that could get done because both of them are kind of wide variant type of players. And maybe potentially nobody wants more. Nobody wants Gibson, but Gibson is still getting points. And and the hangover is a really good team that could use some running back help. So that was kind of the thought process I was going to, to kind of, again, keep it simple, maybe add a little bit if you have to, like add a third or something like that. But I guess, Daniel, if you want to comment on the pros, you can start with this one as a warm-up while the pros are on their way. What did you think of this trade? I'm all right with that, and I understand wanting to potentially move on from Antonio Gibson to be able to find something, you know, from that standpoint. I think think there is a different running back I would rather move on from, so I want to save some of the rest of the analysis until so that I'm, like, not totally spoiling the rest of it. Go for it. No, go for it. Um, But – I think if I were, you know, from that standpoint, looking at this roster, you know, I love Lamar. And that's basically it at the quarterback position. <laughs> yeah. Um, luckily, it's one quarterback, so you don't have to worry luckily. too much about that second. Yeah. Um, and I do really like the young grouping of wide receivers. Obviously, yes. you're really hoping that things work out, right? What Jalen uh, Waddle, you really love. George Pickens, you've seen stuff from already. Jahan Dotson and Romeo Dobbs, you're excited to see, like, what – the future can be with them. But I think I look at this and like, you know, I Ramadre Stevenson is great. I don't have any reason I want to move on from him. Even AJ Dillon from that standpoint, like yeah. AJ Dillon has not been like good for this year and things haven't worked out, but I still don't want to move on from him. I think I would want to probably move Leonard Fournette and see if I could get a bigger mm. piece from that standpoint and potentially find a, larger like true number one wide receiver because that's one of the things that this wide receiving core doesn't have is it's like a lot of youth and upside but just not like that big guy to be able to help carry you where you need that consistency and solid floor with that ceiling week to week so i'm gonna sorry now that i've said all that i'm gonna look for some more that's a good segue into my trade 
Uh, oh. <laughs> actually, um, because my trade was to move uh, Fournette, uh, Brandon Cooks, and Robert Woods to team uh, oh my gosh. Buddies for DK Metcalf. Uh, because, That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, so you're in the you're you, part of the you pros. Set it up perfectly. Uh, because Nailed. yeah, because like 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 we said, our team's two and five that we're looking for the trade for. He's not contending. And so I looked and what I was looking for, I looked actually for more of a team in the middle that might be more desperate to get pieces like a Fournette, like a, like a Cooks and even maybe a Woods has value as a throw in. And this guy's four and three. He's on the playoff bubble. I think he's like seventh or eighth. Um, but he's, you know, there's like four teams that are four and three. So he, he, and his uh, wide receiver core is like decimated. You know, we, DK yeah. is iffy for this week. Uh, Debo's got an injury. I think there was another Mike guy. Mike Williams is injured. Yes, out. Mike yeah. Williams. So his, his receiving group needs some help. So I think yes. this is actually yeah. one that could pull off because both Cooks and Woods would slot right into starting. I, I even think Fournette would probably be a starter too. He's got Miles Sanders and Dalvin Cook. Yeah, Leo Herbert. I mean, like he's got. Yeah, he didn't have much. That's what I remembered. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have a ton. I mean, he wasn't hurting it as bad at running back, but it wasn't great. And I, I wanted to get somebody that DK is kind of perfect too because this even even when he was healthy, he wasn't giving you a ton of points. So this guy might be a little soured on him. Yeah. But you might not want a ton of points as the two and five team anyway. Exactly. And DK could have his situation improve in the next year. With only seven starters, he's a potential stud for 23. And you move on from three guys that are probably going to have much less value a year from now. So that, that's what I was looking at. So you did fine, Daniel. You nailed it. You just you, you did it right what, what the pros over here thought we should do. But, I mean, that's kind of the trade you were talking about. Does that make sense to you? Is that too much maybe to send for Metcalf? No, I don't think that's too much. I think I would try. I would try because I personally really like Khalil Herbert. Um mm especially because the Bears didn't pick up uh, David Montgomery's fifth-year option. True. Um, with where they're at right now and the idea that he is – I don't know. I know they want to start seeing him and, and look at him, and he has done really well from that standpoint, like when he's been able to be the guy. So a guy I would love as a throw-in, just another guy that – like it, it's a piece for the future, but you've started to see them like try to see what it is that they have in this kid and, and try to look towards the future. And Bears – Second run heaviest team in the NFL right now. So, you know. Well, this is one of those two where you could send it for Net Cooks and Woods for Metcalf and Herbert. And if he's like, no, nah, it's too much, you can be like, all right, take off Herbert, Herbert and I'll do it yeah. for Metcalf. Herbert. You know what I mean? Like, and that yep. way, if he's like, I'm fine with that, you know, like, and you could even add like a third or something and send it back for, but like, this is one of those where I love building trades like this where you've got some flexibility in it and you can kind of send it maybe a little heavy, but you never know. And I know, Daniel, I know you're on Twitter. You see these polls all the time where it's like, Clearly, one side wins the trade, but it's never 100 to zero, right? There's always somebody oh, no. on that 20% side that's like, I'll do it. You know, like if one out of five is saying yes, that's two out of your 11 league mates would say yes. Why not try it? Like, let's send the offer and see what we get. I, I know there are some different variations on, you know, send a good trade first and all this, that, and the other. My personal logic is I'm going to send a trade that's a little better in my favor right out of the gate, see how it goes, and then... I don't mind losing the trade if we negotiate there, but why, why start there? You know what I mean? Like let's try to save a little value. So that's where I'm at. So I love the idea that like trading is a, is a dialogue is a back and forth and like a little bit of a dance with everybody. Right. And you're trying to find Mm -hmm. them the right thing there. So um, I really like this. I like, I think this is a good move from this standpoint for both of these teams. And I think the one thing that I would say is if I'm, getting DK Metcalf the one thing I it's just a major question mark is 
love what Geno Smith looks like right now. Like, what does the future look like for like DK under center? You know what I mean? Yeah. Are they going to get a new quarterback next year? Is it going to be like a, you know, CJ Stroud or like a stud? We don't know. There's a lot of question right. marks. Did they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo or some crazy thing? They happened? might be playing too well to get a CJ Stroud. So. That's very true. Yeah, That's seriously. Very true. They, yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of crazy. Um, they might not get any. Yeah. It might be Geno Smith next year too. Right. That's you're exactly I, right. And I, I very much feel like, and this is all about knowing the people within your league. Right. But fantasy is just an emotional game. We talked about that up front. Right. I, I say this all the time when we're doing on the podcast. I understand that all running backs, all running backs have been bad this year. Like there have been a yeah. very few exceptions, right? But, you know, it's tough when you're trying to find like the right trade. Who is it that you want to move people for? Who is it that you want to do stuff for like long term? And I think for me, I love being able to figure out or talk to like who is it within the league that loves these players who is it that that's a this person's fan or who is it that's this like fantasy is an emotional game and when you get fed up with somebody or when you get tired Ooh. of something like you're ready to be able to move on it doesn't make a difference if it's like logical sometimes or not it's just like yep. hey man i'm out i'm, yep. I'm not doing it anymore forget <laughs> about it i'll take that that sounds good and guess what everyone else in the league at that point is like wait a minute i would have offered you something yep. so much yes. better than what that guy would have offered you it's like well yep then you should have been the one to send you know, the trade. That's I all that, that I can comment, say about yeah. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. And I love when I, I pulled those off where I got the deal, like where I, I did the great job getting the deal. And then somebody sends me the offer they sent the other guy. And I'm like, I just traded. No, I'm not trading him away. Yeah. Like I just nope. got him. Like I'm not, I don't care that that's more value than I sent. Like I just got the guy. At the same uh-huh. time too, you hit the nail on the head. Dynasty is supposed to be the long game where you build this roster forever. It is the most overreactional industry thing I've ever seen. Everybody overreacts so much to one week. And it's like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm over it. Like, I like Javante Williams is just dust now. You know what I mean? Like, what happened there? Like, I, that, that guy's still great. I think he's yeah. going to come back. I think Dynasty is more reactionary even than redraft. It's I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's weird. Dynasty, because you're looking to the future. When the present changes, the future changes. And so there's this, like, butterfly effect. And the whole future goes away. And it's like, well, now he's trash. Like, come on. Hang on. We don't know that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're entirely right. Uh, but also, I tell people, and speaking about, like, knowing your league, there have definitely been times where I go in the chat and I'm just like, I'm drunk and looking to make a trade. Let's make something happen. Like, now's the it. time. Like, That's my, my, fun, my yeah. walls are down. I am willing to hit smash except when I shouldn't. And then the next morning, oops-a-daisies on that one. Like, nope, can't take it back. But that trade happened, you know? So I think that's That's always a fun fun. one to do. So just to kind of keep it, it's a game for fun, guys. Like, let's not be too serious here. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. And if you're having fun, who cares how you're doing it? So just go out there and have a great time. So with that, I think we're going to wrap this up. A nice short show for this week. I know the uh, I think this might be a record for us, Andrew. It's it's close. The Ravens just scored (laughs) again. So they're now going to be in the lead, which is going to be terrific. So that's going to be fun for our listeners uh, later on to to follow along. But anyway, Daniel, before we go, let everybody know where they can find you and, and what you got going on if they don't know who you are. Yeah, you can follow me at Daniel Dopp on Twitter. On Instagram, I am at something to break. Um, and then you can listen to me Monday through Thursday on the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast on ESPN with Field Jates, uh, Mike Clay, Stefania Bell, and Liz Loza and our good friend Eric Moody. I also yes. write a column with Liz Loza every week called Fantasy Improv. Um, and then on Monday night, I do Monday Tailgate with our friends Aaron Dolan and Scooby Margeza. Aaron gives us all the sports betting stuff that you need to know oh, heading nice. into my football. So, and I'll uh, I break down a little bit of the Monday Night Football uh, game, and we have fun talking memes. 
looking back at all the fun <laughs> stuff that happened over the week. So come find me anywhere that you uh, are looking at ESPN fantasy stuff. I will likely be there and hit me up on social. I would love to be able to uh, chat. We'll no, we're, we're big fans of you. Thanks so much for coming on tonight. I know that, again, you're a busy man with a lot going on. But like you said before we started, like everybody's busy this time of year. This is a crazy That's time. Right. Yeah, man. It's it's football time, man. I'm happy. This is a good time. So thank you so That's much right. for that. Uh, obviously, follow us at Dynasty Junkies. Uh, rate and review. Subscribe on the podcast. Follow us at DAP Network, the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, uh, DAP underscore network on yeah. Twitter. If you're subscribed to the Dap Network on YouTube, you can watch us live yeah. and, and see Daniel letting his, his gorgeous hair down here yes. at the end of the podcast. The flowing manes are out. <laughs> this is exactly right. It's, it's pretty not, big. It's it's pretty big. I was gonna say it's a it's a lot of uh, party in the back. You're doing a really good job. It's a lot you're keeping down there. I let you. Oh yeah. Right oh yeah. You it's it's real long. You, most people <laughs> don't have any idea when I put it up in the bun how how long yeah. it really is. You got to come check it out on YouTube if you're listening on the podcast. But obviously, I'm Andrew Hall at Andrew Hall FF. We got Rocky at Dynasty FF Addict. Uh, make sure again, like I said, rate and review. We love that. And obviously, too, send us a trade if you've got a league and you've got you know looking for some trade love. We bring these on every week. We do a listener trade. Find me a trade. You can find it on the uh, the pin tweet. You can find it on my pin tweet. Send us a DM. Whatever you want to do, we'll get it to you. But with that, Rocky, you want to kick us out of here? Yeah, I w- I just also again want to thank Daniel for coming on. This has been a great show. Um, actually got us to streamline things a little bit for once. Like Daniel, we told you before the show, <laughs> we we have a tendency to go like ninety minutes, and to, for us to finish a podcast in under an hour is kind of amazing. Uh, I also want to thank everybody. We we had a lot of people in the chat tonight. Yeah, not surprisingly, uh, Jesse Taterwolf, Kyle Sandner popped in, friend of the show, Mister Scampers. Uh, I want to thank all of you guys for commenting uh, and, and watching live. Uh, but with that, I will finish up with a junkies out.